Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm Joe Cook. That's Justin Wells. It's another edition of Recruiting Intel. You know we're going through the 2025 class. Last time we talked about the commits in the class. This time, Justin, we're going to talk about some running backs that Texas is after. And not only are they looking at some guys uh, within the state lines, whether it be East Texas, whether it be DFW, they're looking at guys from coast to coast and everywhere in between. And that seems to be the approach that uh, the Tashard Choice takes in every cycle. No matter where the talent is, that's where he's going. He's going to find it and do his best to get that talent to come to Austin. Yeah, Choice does not care. He is not a favorite, favorite of any region. You would think Southeast, that's where he's from. No, he'll go to the West Coast. He'll try to snag a, a, a high four-star in Jordan Davison at a modern day. Like, he doesn't care. And I think his MO is two tailbacks per cycle, every cycle, at least up to this point. And most of the guys so far have been out of state. I believe Trey Wisner is the only one that's been in state to this Wisner point. Wisner and Blue. So. And Jaden Blue. Well, yeah, but I don't, yeah, but I don't think he recruited Blue. I think that was a Drayton. Uh, I think that was the last year of Drayton. But he obviously inherited him and 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 he looks tremendous. He had a great season last year. So yeah, Choice doesn't care. He'll go coast to coast. He's nationwide. ZZ top. So want to make sure we ask y'all to like this video, subscribe to the channel. We're gonna tell y'all who we're going over. Of course, Jordan Davison, as mentioned, Ricky Stewart. DeAndre Tiger Ryden, James Simon, Harlem Berry, and Akalen Deer. So let's go ahead and start on the West Coast with Jordan Davison. As you can see, he's the number 42 overall prospect in the on three industry ranking. He's number three running back on three, lists them at 5'11, 210 pounds. And uh, Justin, he was just on campus for the most recent junior day. And, you know, I, I think. There, there may be higher ranked running backs, but this seems to be the running back that Tashard Choice has put in the most effort with over the course of the last year or so. Yeah, I mean, uh, if there's higher ranked guys, that gap is not that large. I mean, he's he's among the top three, top four in the country for a reason. Sark, I, I mean, Sark, Choice identified him, like I said, early. Uh, just by, by opening that pipeline to modern day, it's allowed them to really jump into those younger underclassmen and, and, and try to figure out who they think are fits. And Jordan Davison is a perfect fit. Um, it, out of all the guys we're going to talk about today, I'm glad we let off with him because I think he's the most likely to end up in this class. Uh, USC, Ohio State are probably going to be the two biggest hurdles. Oregon has been pushing hard as of late. Alabama's kind of backed off a little bit, but I think that simply because it's a new staff and maybe they have a new uh, vision or direction that they want at that position. But Jordan Davison fits exactly what they want. You know, I, I think Ch Choice likes that in between the tackles kind of guy, a uh, little over 200 pounds, can get to about 210, 215 and, and still be able to move the ball. Uh, and Davison is the quintessential between your tackles. Like he can bounce it to the outside. He can go to the inside. He can go off zone. Um, he's a, he's a master of all trades and and listen, there's not a school he's been at more. I think I had an RPM put in for him last spring, maybe even summertime, and I, I'm not backing off that. If Tashar Choice identifies a guy as his top guy, most of the time he's going to get him. One of the things that I think that it's really smart to look for uh, when you're uh, scouting running backs is like, do they do running back things? Because a lot of times. You can find film, and there are some guys on this list that we'll talk about today who they are just kind of given the ball, and then they just go athlete. 
that you can't do that at modern day. You can't just go athlete at modern day because yeah. if you see, they'll there be teams like Bishop Gorman and St. John Bosco and uh, even Servite. Like there's some very high quality programs. Of course, one of those is Las Vegas, but in that LA area that modern day is a part of, and they play high quality football. You know, they produce Heisman guys. They produce a number of Texas targets. A lot of big names come from modern day. And they are a well-coached team to where if you're playing running back and you're starting at running back, you're not just athleting out there. You are doing running back things. And you can see that, I think, in his balance, uh, how he accelerates and how he's able to, to read uh, things pretty well. And, you know, sometimes you just see a guy bounce outside and just start, you know, OK, I'm going to run my sub 1100 on a field where nobody else can do that. That's not what Jordan Davison can do. He can do it all. He's got some speed. He's not elite, elite speed, but he's got better quickness and balance and speed. And he does running back things to, at a level that I'm not sure maybe anybody else on this list does. Hey, Jonathan Brooks didn't have elite speed. You don't have to have elite speed at tailback if you've got all the other traits and intangibles, and Davison has those. Let's keep on moving down the list at another player who was at the Texas Junior Day who also picked up an offer uh, at Texas Junior Day. That's Ricky Stewart from Chapel Hill High School up in the Tyler area. Uh, number 282 overall, number 22 running back listed at 5'11", 180. And, and Justin, you know what my my deal is with, with small school players. Are they the best player on every field they step on? And he may have a teammate in Demetrius Brisbane that gives him a run for his money, but for the most part, Ricky Stewart is the man on whatever field he steps on, and uh, you can see that in, in a lot of his highlights. Yeah, almost 70 touchdowns in three seasons, and he still hasn't played his senior year. Uh, Ricky is a throwback type of running back where – you know, he's kind of like Davison in the, in the aspect that he's not a speed guy, even though he's got good speed, but he gets low and it's like smoke through a keyhole. He gets low. He has great balance. And the first guy never takes him down. Uh, his ability to run with the ball and inside and out is very, very, very strong. Uh, it took Texas a little while to jump on this bandwagon. Choice came through Tyler a couple of weeks ago, saw him in person, uh, sent the tape back to Austin. Everyone on the staff started gushing about him and, and he became kind of a focal point on that junior day, him getting that offer. It was the one he'd been waiting for. The kids got 25 something offers, Michigan, Ole Miss, Arkansas, TCU, Oregon. Uh, and those are going to be the competition along with Baylor to, to try to get him. But he uh, quickly decommitted from SMU, which was expected. And he wants to take some official visits before he makes a decision uh, sometime in the summer. I don't anticipate it'll go that long. I think this thing will be done probably around the springtime. Uh, it, it, you know, it, but the thing with Ricky, you got to understand is he's not a burner like these, some of these other guys. He's not, but he is hard to bring down. He, he, he catches the ball out of the backfield. Uh, he picks up the blitz. He's really good in, in pass pro. He's kind of a jack of all trades in a way, kind of kind of tailback throwback. He's really quiet. And you know what they say, you know, you got to watch those guys that are quiet. Ricky doesn't say much, but he plays really loud. You know, if you, if you watch his remind, does he do both offense and defense no. for Chapel Hill? Really? No. So they only specialize him on, on offense. That's, that's pretty impressive. That shows you how valuable he is to that team. Um, yeah. You know, if you also watch that film, you can definitely see him playing wildcat quarterback. That's yes. kind of fun to see him throw some passes out there. And I know I, I just talked about doing running back things, even at a small school at 3A level, 
No, uh, they're, they're four AD one. They're four AD one, and they're still. playing Carthage, Kilgore, Pleasant Grove, and White House. He's doing running back. He's Ooh. doing a lot of running back things. Like, yeah, there's some times when you know he he's it's a Jordan Whittington rule. Are you just the best yeah. player on the field and just give yeah. him the ball and go? Sure, he does that every now and then. But even at that level, uh, and and at this point in his career, he's doing running back things and and reading holes, uh, going through them and, and and making the right read. So I was really impressed. I think that you know, you know that number two eighty two mark is about uh, what what it needs to be. Um, that's that it that seems to be about higher. right. He needs to be a little bit higher. Brisbane's the better athlete on that team. Ricky Stewart is the better football player. Gotcha. Um, I, I, I can see that. And you see him being, you know, someone that Texas pursues no matter who's in the class. Correct. Yes. No question. He has a committable offer. Uh, but you know, choice, he doesn't hang around, you know, he, he, listen, he'll, he'll throw it in front of you and, and you've got an opportunity to either jump and get you a spot or he's going to move to the next guy. And that's why this list is, can be kind of long because, you know, he, he's, he's not going to mess around. Choice wants to, wants his guys in, he wants them early. Just like last year, I think both guys were committed by the middle of June, and so that that's kind of his mo: either 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 get on the boat or be left at the dock. We got a few more running backs to go over, but before we get to them, we got to talk about our friend Andre the Lawyer. Andre the Lawyer, we never take more than our clients. No win, no pay, no upfront cost. An Inside Texas user with a law with a principal office in Dallas, Texas. He's been representing injured Longhorns throughout the state of Texas. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyer all day and all night. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808, whether you're in a car wreck, an 18-wheeler accident, slip and fall, an on-the-job injury, or anything else. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808. Justin, I'm excited to talk about this one because not only is he a player from a powerhouse program, but this is another contentious recruitment, and it's going to be interesting to see where this one shakes out. Uh, if if you know how where te- where he goes with relation to Texas or maybe Texas recruiting rivals, and that's Tiger Ryden. Uh, he is the number one 81 overall prospect in the on three industry ranking, the number 12 running back, 5'10", 195. and we were talking about competition level. When it came to Jordan Davison, you don't have to worry about competition level at all with Tiger Ryden in that DeSoto district of death. No, you don't. To give you an idea about how talented Tiger is, you know, they had a starting running back for starting Trey Wisner two years ago when they were making their state championship run. And Wisner, you know, coincidentally signed with Texas, you know, former Waco Connolly tailback. Um, right, Tiger was so good that they moved Wisner around on the offense. A four-star committed to Texas. They moved around. I think he played some slot just so they could get Tiger on the field. And he was tremendous in that playoff run and was vital in that state championship, that first one that that Claude Mathis and those guys got uh, in 2022. Tiger's such a good dude. Like, he's such a nice kid. He's such a good good locker room guy, good attitude. He's always positive. Uh, doesn't get too high. You know, a lot of times with recruits, they, they get, in, get in their head about when, when they start stacking offers. Tiger doesn't. Uh, the man that and Mama calls him DeAndre has has got a handful of, of strong offers. What's going to happen here, though, is it's going to be interesting to see because Davison is higher up on the board, and I believe Stewart is probably higher up on the board. So Tiger's in a position where uh, 
I, I don't know if he could jump in the boat today, but I do know how much Choice loves him. And I do know how close they are with their relationship. And I know that Choice is definitely keeping him warm uh, just in case. Right now, though, I feel like Texas A&M is making a hard push for him. I feel like Baylor and SMU are going to be in the mix. The sneaky team is SMU. Uh, when they're, but they're moved to the ACC, I think they're going to be gathering a few more of those DFW guys than, than they usually do. You know, usually they grab them in the portal after they've gone through another school. Uh, I think that's going to change a little bit over the next couple of years. And, and Tiger's a guy that, that could be that guy. Uh, Texas loves him. He wants to be back on campus uh, for the spring game. But right now, I think that's more of a holding pattern to kind of see what Davidson and Stewart do. You know, he's got a big offensive line in front of him cool. there at DeSoto with, with Byron Washington. But I, watching his film, they do a little bit of everything. That's a very balanced offense. Of course, it's it's got to be a balanced one if you're winning state championships like they are. Probably one of the top, if not the top high school teams in the country this past year. Uh, and they did it going through very tough competition, and that's going to continue. Like I said, that's DeSoto's the district of death, or in the district of death this year, but Hey, seven and a half yards of carry, 12 touchdowns, 1,000 yards playing in that district. That, that lets you know a lot about what, what he's able to do. Uh, I think he's just a very capable running back. I think, I think what uh, you mentioned about Texas' viewpoint on their board, I probably have him that way. I think yeah. he's great. I mean, I think he's very worthy of his 181 overall ranking and number 12, but I think there is a little bit of window between him and Davison, and that may be why. Uh, Texas is a little bit more. That dude, right that right dude now. ran through Duncanville. Enough said. He's a great running back. That's all we got to say. Next up, James Simon, the number 189 overall prospect in the on three industry ranking. Uh, he's the number 14 running back on three list him at 5'11, 198. Uh, goes to Calvary Baptist in Shreveport, correct? Yeah. Um, and this is, I, I, I know it sounds like a broken record, but this is where the uh, the athleting thing comes into play, where you watch him run the football, he's great at it. Like, he is really great at running it, but it is, like, all on draws and, like, a handful of things where he is just out in space, which, hey, is smart deployment. That means those Calvary Baptist coaches are doing their job, but he's not doing a ton of running back things, and uh, Justin, maybe this is why this is this could be the first time some people are hearing James Simon's name. Well, you know, he also runs behind a pretty big offensive tackle named Devin Harper, who recently committed to, to LSU. And and with Simon, I think you have to understand, you know, I think if Texas I know Texas really likes him. I know they've built a really strong bond. He, they probably offered him somewhat like maybe last summer. They've been on him for a while and he's been on campus a handful of times as well. Um, but it's gonna. I think it's gonna come down to numbers when 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 you're talking about Simon and, and he's a guy that I think Texas wouldn't mind taking really. But I feel like LSU. I feel like with Texas kind of focusing a little bit more attention on some of the other guys we already talked about. Plus LSU starting to push with him a little bit more. Not sure if he's a a committable take there right now. But the, but, but LSU is showing a lot of love. Texas A and M is trying to get him back back on campus as well. And so Simon's a guy that. Even if he doesn't go to Texas, we're going to see him probably in the SEC over the next few years. And, he, you know, it, it used to be LSU was like run, tailback you there for about 10 years. I swear their third and fourth street running strength running backs on that roster were always good. I mean, they just seemed like they churned out guys after guys. They were those James Simon types. 
that were just great athletes that could do a lot of stuff with the ball in their hand and just need a little bit of technique, a little bit, a little bit of a coaching. Simon's going to be a good take on a good team. I'm just not sure if Texas is going to be the one this at this point. Yeah, like I said, just because he's not doing running back things doesn't mean he's a, not a great athlete. And yeah, I think he's a he's a fantastic one. There's yeah. a reason he's running away from from everybody in his film. But it, it just appears like unless there's some unless the physical attributes are just way above everybody else. And honestly, CJ Baxter kind of fit this role. He likes getting the guys who have some some polish, some ability to read, react, run behind multiple schemes just because that that learning curve is is kind of tough at college and I think that's why CJ Baxter for uh, for having an up and down uh freshman season was so sought after and kind of ended up getting it towards the end of the year where he would start making some plays there were some plays he didn't make but I think they like seeing that polish Baxter had plenty of it there were some things he had to work on but I think overall when when Tashard choice recruits running backs that's what he's looking for and uh this next guy LSU commit Harlem Barry, number 12 overall in the on three industry ranking. I think even on three has him as like the number seven prospect, an early five star already. An LSU commit, uh, Texas was after him for a while, and Tashard Choice built a really strong relationship with him. I, to be honest, I watched everybody's film that we talked about in preparation, except for Barry's, because I just know everything's good with it. Like he is just a <laughs> next level athlete who is worthy of that ranking. Uh, but Justin, is this uh, is Tashard Choice still keeping Texas in this one, or are uh, the offensive firepower that LSU currently has in that class going to help Harlan Berry stick with the LSU Tigers? Man, it's going to be tough to pull him out of LSU. It's going to be tough to pull him out of Louisiana. Um, the funny thing is, though, Tashard Choice doesn't care that he's committed to LSU, and that's how good Harlan Berry is. You recruit this guy through the whistle. And if for some reason he decides he wants to hit the portal in a year or two, you call him back because Harlan Berry is special. I, I won't forget. I saw him two years ago when I went to see Arch's junior year. And it was before a game. It was like a doubleheader. And I saw two or three plays, and you're just like, wow, like, damn. And I asked Nelson Stewart, the head football coach at Isidore Newman at the time, I'm like, who the hell is that? He goes, man, that, that's probably going to be the number one running back in the country when he's a senior. And, man, he was right. And I hate throwing comps on guys that are that are over the top, especially when they're, they're Texas-based. But go watch Jamal Charles in high school and in track. And go watch Harlem Berry. There's no difference. Harlem might be a little bigger, and Jamal might be a little quicker, but the speed is the speed is the speed. And Harlem Berry – Will, will run by you. This joker is legit. Like you said, LSU's kind of got him wrapped up right now. They're, they're building one, probably the potentially the best 24 or 2025 rather. And so it's going to be hard to pull him out of the Pelican State, but choice is not going to let up. You can't stop recruiting a kid like Harlem Berry. You build that relationship. And if you talk to Harlem, he loves choice. He's been to Texas a few times. He knows the arch banning effect, but man, pulling him out of LSU is going to be tough. So uh, taking a look at his track numbers, and hey, I know you said Jamal Charles, and that is lofty praise. 2023 season, Harlan Berry ran a personal record 10.57 at the Louisiana State Championships in May. He ran a personal record 21.43 at the same event. It was part of a uh, 40 uh, sub 45 second uh, 
four by one team. Man, he triple jump or excuse me, long jump, 20 feet, eight and three quarters inches. So there's some track bona fides there that doesn't make that uh, Jamal Charles uh, comparison or, or uh, just, you know, yeah, too far off. So, hey, if he can start getting into, you know, nationally elite stuff, I think that's going to hold up pretty darn well uh, going forward. Got one more to talk about, and uh, this one is one of the more fun uh, films to watch, and that's a Kalen Deer. Uh, he's from Quitman, Mississippi, and I looked that up. That is a town of twenty three hundred, so it is not a very big, uh, not a very big town down in I think Clark County. Uh, number one forty eight national prospect, number ten running back. He's got an eleven fourteen one hundred to his name. Uh, but when there's a, we, we've talked a lot about this show about. They're not being state lines in that yeah. part of the Southeast, whether you're Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, but Lane Kiffin has made a Kalen Deer one of his biggest priorities. And uh, Tashard Choice stopped by not too long ago as well. He looks like a small-town football player. He's got long speed. He, he outruns everybody on the field. But he can do some jump cuts that are just impressive, especially at 6'1", 200. I know Choice stopped by, but where do you think Texas stands in, in this recruitment uh, when it comes to deer? You know, a, a Kylan deer is what um, I call a malaise special uh, because our man, our man at Inside Texas Malays, absolutely, you know, he's a big time recruiting guru, so to speak. And he watched his tape and he's like, God. And the truth is, that's legit. He's a God type running back. I, I think he should be rated higher. He is built like a brick house. Like this guy looks like a Southern Mississippi bred style, come out of the mud running back. Uh, you know, and, and and I love that choice. You know, he threw out the lure. He, he he offered him. He went to see him. You have to because he should be ranked higher. He has a suddenness about him, and he also runs hard. It is difficult to bring a guy down with that size, that strength, and that speed, and like you said, that cut ability, um, this is an Ole Miss lean through and through. I'm going to be shocked if he doesn't wind up at Ole Miss. I know Alabama's in the mix as well, but I, I love that Choice decided I'm still going to recruit him. Like we talked about Harlan Berry, you recruit these guys through the whistle because you just don't know where they're going to be in, in a year or two. You don't know what's going to happen when, when, in the portal era. But of all the guys on this list, that guy might have the best tape. And that, that I'm comparing it to Davidson. I'm comparing it to Harlan Berry and Ricky Stewart. Deer runs like a freaking deer. Like that guy is special. He should be ranked a lot higher. I think his rankings will go up. If Texas can get him on campus, I like this song and dance. I think this could get real. That's a big thing. Deer even told me, he's like, I really like choice. I like that running back room that they're building. But it's going to be so tough to take him out of that state. Uh, Mississippi just really – Ole Miss has done a real good job. Give Lane Kiffin credit. But of all the guys we talked about, Kylan Deer is the one that I won't be shocked if you see him play on Sundays. He has every single tool in the toolbox to get there, and he runs hard. He runs with a chip on his shoulder. That's not the guy you want to tackle in this group. There's something about – you know, when we think about Lane Kiffin's offense that was – influenced by Kendall Bryles for a little while. And then you think about Jeff Levy's offense where it is, you know, spread to the extremes. Right. Those running backs get lanes. I mean, think about, um, you know, Deontay Foreman could do it all, but he was able to bounce out and hit those lanes. 
but there's something to be said about when those safeties are split that far and you got a guy who can go straight through them, you see a Kylan Deer do that all the time. And I know it's still small, small level football with a town of 2000. You're not, you're not playing the athletes down there at that point, but he is splitting safeties on inside runs all the time. And that that's pretty <laughs> impressive to me. So I think that's a, that's a fun one. It's a definitely a fun film to watch. Um, Justin, um, I think we've talked about this before, but, you know, two, right? Tashard Choice basically takes two every year and has every intention of doing that again this cycle. Yeah, the, I believe that's going to be the number again. Uh, don't forget, if you look in that running back room today, it's getting pretty loaded. And if you'll remember a year ago, that was the question mark going into 2023. It's not a question anymore. It's it's part of the answer. Uh, and so they, they, they want to, you know, you feel like at some point there's going to be some attrition, but let Choice and those guys figure that out. Let the cream rise to the crop and, and, and let the guys that, you know, let them duke it out for those spots. It's going to be two. Uh, I'll be I'll be very surprised if, if Jordan Davison and Ricky Stewart aren't the running backs in this 2025 cycle. I know that's a little presumptuous to say on in, in early February, but I feel like those are going to be the guys because choice when he identifies his guys, he generally gets them. The biggest question is going to be 2026 because there is a, there is pretty much a chance where they may have to take three in that cycle. And, and of all the, of the three they need, there's about four or five all within about a two or three hour range, all within the state of Texas. And that would be the first time that choice sticks straight to the state of Texas when it comes to tailbacks. And so right now it's going to be two. I'd be shocked if it's any more just because that room is stocked. I mean, Jarrett Gibson and Christian Clark are on campus and it, they they won't see the field in 2024. Just the signs of a very talented room. Justin, always fun talking running backs with you. What a great discussion. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. Also head on over to InsideTexas.com. You can get one month of access for $1. Uh, right in time for uh, some great recruiting intel and uh, right in time for spring football as well. Can't wait to have you all over there. Justin, thank you so much. I'm Joe Cook. We'll see you next time on the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel powered by InsideTexas.com.